1: Hey, it's Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn in for Clay Travis here on Outkick, the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up on the show, we have got Big bank Belichick. That's right. The Patriots are doing something they never, ever do. Jameis Winston is back in New Orleans. What the hell's the plan in Chicago at quarterback there? We've got stuff on the Titans. We've got Ryan Fitzpatrick on his ninth team. We've got Roberto texting Tom Brady. It's craziness, all of that. Coming up next here, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn in for Clay here on Outkick the Coverage. Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning Somebody in the NFL is feeling a little bit frisky. We have not seen this before, but we will break it all down here. Coming up in the next couple of minutes here on Fox Sports Radio. That guy right over there is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. In for Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can listen on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates. But wherever you are, we appreciate you hanging out with us here. We're taking you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific. And ladies and gentlemen, this is a man who begs every single time we work together. And for those that don't know, Brady Quinn and I do a show on Sunday nights, which is the prime time. It's the real estate and radio everybody wants to be a part of. But it's Brady Quinn and I who get to do it all the way from 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. And he's got to have me roll out the red carpet in your ears. He's got to have the big, long introduction. So Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you a man who took time out of his St. Paddy's Day week, the pride of Dublin, Ohio, former Notre Dame great, former first-round draft pick in the NFL. You see him on Fox. You see him all over the place. There is nobody better than my radio wife, the great and powerful Brady Quinn. Brady, welcome into the show. It's great to have you, my friend.
0: I just love how you know I hate those sort of intros, yet you still do them <laughs> anyway. That, that, that's why I do this radio show with you every chance <laughs> we get. But, you know, I was thinking when I uh, I woke up today and I drove in getting ready to do the radio show. Uh, it's the time of year for this. OK, oh, yeah. we got March Madness. You know, it, it's just right around the corner. Some would yes. say it's maybe already occurred. Yeah. We also have NFL free agency. But yeah. you know what else we have? What's that? It's that time of year where you start getting all sorts of animals running around the roads, okay. almost killed a rabbit on my way in today. I don't know about you. All right. I used to deal with always hitting deer this time of year back growing up in Ohio. It's that time of year where the animals get a little bit dodgy. Okay, they would take some right. chances. They're going to try to cross the road because they don't see a car coming. Then That's all of a nice. sudden, bam, they, they nice. see a nice Toyota Tacoma coming across and almost right. takes the thing's head off, you know? All right.
1: All right, so let me go ahead and explain to everybody what's happening here. For people that felt like that was a little bit weird that he would jump right into that, let me explain what's happening before we dive right into NFL Free Agency. Uh, Brady Quinn can kiss my ass. Here's what happened. I was driving (laughs) in to do the show, and I was leaving him a voice message. And in the middle of leaving him a voice message, and it wasn't one of those actual voicemails, because for some reason you still don't have one set up on your phone, Uh, but I was leaving one of those voice notes, and a rabbit jumped out in front of my car I almost hit it. I slowed down and then it circled back around and darted out in front of the car again. Like, like it, was, it was wanting me to turn it into uh, bird food uh, on the street in front of everybody and all the neighbors and their kids and all that stuff Probably at, at 1.30 in the morning. Yeah, go ahead. That's, that's fine. A coyote whatever you want to call it. And I just simply explained to you where I'm at. There's a lot of rabbits on the road. You grew up around deer. I grew up around rabbits. I've hit, and I think this is an accomplishment, I've run over less than five rabbits in my life all right and i'm letting you know this right now and this is where they're prevalent in the uh, caneo valley they call it where i live caneo i don't know if you know this or not Uh, roberto you're not really big into spanish or anything like that Uh, he's our technical producer caneo means rabbit uh in spanish all right just for for people out there that aren't aren't educated enough on that Uh, let me go ahead and fill you in on that Uh, here yeah Canejo. yeah or that i mean that yeah he, he
0: says a lot better than you jonas What's that? Well,
1: you, know, you know what? I'm working on it. Uh, and as soon as I can figure out the language barrier in my own house, I'll, I'll be able to uh, come back with a better representation which, which really, next
0: time. Which really brings me to my next point. There was a reason why they picked <laughs> us for this show. We, we both outkicked our coverage with our wives. Um, so, so there's that. So we're going to fall right in line with Clay Travis. But uh, the, the reality is you grew up in a California. You, you don't have seasons, really. You, maybe you could say you have a couple, but yeah. pretty consistent. When you yeah. grow up in the Midwest – for whatever reason, in the springtime, it it seems to happen more often than not. And and I, again, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you've got animals kind of hiding away through the winter. And then when spring comes, they start to get a little bit crazy and excited and they just want to run out on the road. That's been more my experience. So I can relate to you. And, and I did actually, I think, I almost had a dog on the way because someone had a dog off their leash. But
1: the reality is I I, I,
0: I feel bad for you because you probably just ended that rabbit. It's right before Easter. You're a cold-hearted bastard. So Oh,
1: no. Listen, yeah. uh, that, that's that. No, I, I made sure to get out of the way. And by the way, that is your, uh, this week's edition of uh, Animal Thunderdome here on Fox Sports Radio. See, Danny G, I told you we were going to play the hits. I told you we were playing the hits here on Outkick the Coverage. All right, we, we know the crowd. We know how this works. So there you go. little real-life Animal Thunderdome. Brady Quinn, can we shift our attention to where the attention should be shifted? Almost slipped up there. But could we please pay our respects to a brand new entrant into the NFL, a man formerly known as Bill Belichick, How about Billy Big Bank? Huh? How about the uh, New England Patriots, Brady Quinn? Just spending, wheeling, and dealing. Jonu Smith, hey, come on down. Uh, Matthew Judon, come on down. Nelson Aguilar, two years ago, you were getting made fun of by some guy uh, uh, who didn't want to drop something that was dropped out of an apartment in Philadelphia. Then you have a decent year with the Raiders, and all of a sudden, you're a New England Patriot. How about Billy Big Bank, Brady Quinn, spending all this cash, and I love to see it, Billy getting aggressive, and I don't think it has anything to do with what happened in Tampa Bay this year.
0: Oh, uh, you, you don't. I didn't buy no. way, last year, but um, so don't you, know. you don't think it has anything to do with the fact that the first two free agent signings, a quarterback <laughs> and a tight end. You don't think it had it anything to do with the fact that Pure- <laughs> they, they basically, I don't want to say pushed out Tom Brady. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's the case, but it does seem a little bit odd that the first two signings are Cam Newton bringing him back after what they saw last year. And and I don't necessarily think that's the worst signing in the world. I thought Cam, and and look, a lot of people think I apologize for the quarterbacks. I just try to explain it to people and give it to them straight, okay? Cam Newton got there late. And whether or not you want to blame him for taking his time to see what else was out there, or the Patriots for waiting to bring him in and, and really not offering him the offer that which really wasn't much, but still really not making a substantial offer to him until that point, whatever the case may be. He came in and they didn't get off to a bad start. They didn't you go. People tend to forget the beginning of that season. We were looking at the Patriots as like, okay, maybe they actually can still contend even with all these defensive players who opted out and with Cam Newton, who basically just got there. And then, you know, he had a little battle and deal with COVID I think he got behind with some things, didn't come back quite as well, and struggled. But I don't care what quarterback you put on that roster, they were going to struggle with everything else that's out around the quarterback position there. Tom Brady struggled with everything else that was around the quarterback position there. So I don't hate that signing. I I do think he'll be better in year two, and especially with a couple of the additions they made, Jonu Smith in particular. But this also kind of draws the light. Two things for me. One, yeah, it's it finally settled in for Bill Belichick, that who really hasn't been very active when it comes to free agency. It's settled in that they basically pushed out two Hall of Famers, maybe the best at each of their positions. I, I think it's easy to make that case for Brady, for Gronk. You could probably make a case. And then that's their first signings. Now, after that, it's been a huge class, but typically this has not been their MO. They're usually getting guys on cheap. They're usually waiting. And this is still not technically official, but when you go through the list of players they've signed, it's incredible to think about the cash they've paid out. And this is something that Bill Belichick has never done before. This is the most they have ever spent in free agent it's history. Great. Okay, it's the most they've spent on two defensive players. When talking about Matthew Judon that they brought in, uh, and 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 try to think of the other player uh, who hit that top number, but. It is uh, – uh, Devon Gottschow. It is ridiculous when you're looking at these numbers. And Jalen Mills. And, and obviously they, they signed back. Dietrich Wise was a good signing. Henry Anderson as well. But this is an entire remake. And it leads me to ask you this. Is Bill Belichick closer to being done? Like, do you see this more as a reaction to Tampa? Or the fact that he's almost 70 years old?
1: Well, I, I think <sighs> – that's where I'm kind of torn on this because I I do believe that the end is near for Bill Belichick now for a couple of reasons. Number one, just the age, um, you know. I mean, he's he's older. There's nothing left for him to accomplish. And also the fact that Josh McDaniels is still there. I believe, and they can't do this because you've got to go through, you got to dot all the I's and cross all the T's. But when, when Josh McDaniels said no to the Indianapolis Colts, and he backed out on that deal, one of the reports was that Robert Kraft and Josh McDaniels were, or, or, were having a conversation or they were at a diner. It was him and Belichick or whatever. I think there was a... Uh, Sort of an agreement, an under-the-table agreement, hey, Bill's going to be out of here in like four or five years, and it's yours if you want to stay here. Because otherwise, why wouldn't Josh McDaniels have taken a job at, at, at any one of these places that he had an opportunity to potentially go to? I think Josh McDaniels is the heir apparent. The fact that he's still there, I think Belichick is closer to the end than a lot of people realize. I also think this. They've got the money to spend. And if we're hearing all these reports about, well, you know, the Patriots are too much of a grind and, you know, uh, nobody wants to go there and Rob Gronkowski wants out of New England because it was just too, uh, uh, too stressful and there was too demanding and it wasn't any fun. Well, money talks, man. So if you've got this place, that just isn't the most ideal place in the world. Guess what? Shell out more cash than anybody else can offer. They've got the salary cap room and, and that's why they were able to get this stuff done. So I think it's a little bit above. I think Belichick is is potentially on the way out in the next couple of years. And also, they've got to spend a little bit more because maybe they're not, like, not the most ideal landing spot for players who are looking to you know, maybe have a little bit more of a fun environment to be around. Belichick grinds on guys, and so he's got to pay a little bit extra. It's the, it's the Belichick tax, I, I'd like to call it, Brady
0: quest. See, I, I look at it differently. I, I think what it is is it's really more on a tax because Tom Brady's not there. See, where you messed up is you thought this was all about Bill Belichick. Damn right. No, it, it's about Tom Brady. I mean, look at the Tampa Bay Bucks, for example, in comparison. Like, pl- players were willing to sign back. Now, granted, Shaq Barrett got paid, Levante David got paid. And, and it's a year where, like, we really don't know what some of those guys would have been able to make if they became true free agents, only because the salary cap went down by about, what, 18 million? So there's less cap space for these teams. I think there are some players who are less willing to want to go out there. I mean, hence you know, Aaron Jones, the running back up in in Green Bay, he decided to sign back with a team. There's a number of players who've decided to, but Shaq Barrett's back, David's back, uh, Chris Godwin, they had the franchise tag, but Gronk's coming back on a one-year deal. Tom Brady got an extension. I mean, all these guys, I think, yeah, they want to stay together, but uh, with, with the exception of Tom Brady down there in Tampa, I think it's more the Tom Brady effect. I think you're able to get guys to come in and want to play with him, for a little bit less, because they know what they're chasing after. And I think you had that in New England. I and mean, that's where Tom Brady built his greatness. So Bill Belichick could use that as part of his spiel. Like, hey, here's what we're willing to offer you, but I can assure you or promise you this: you're going to win the AFC East Division, you're gonna be in an AFC championship game, and you get a 50-50 shot of playing in a Super Bowl, and a little bit better than what 60% chance of winning one win, when we get there. Because those are the stats, friends. And so this has, to me, everything more to do with Tom Brady not being there, Bill Belichick witnessing really last free agency. Yeah, we're going through COVID and players opted out, but life without Tom Brady. And I think this time around, he was like, well, we're going to have to spend a little bit more if we want to get some of these top guys (laughs) here because we don't have that firepower and that ability to say, yeah, but we've got Tom Brady too. So come take a little bit less. Or some of our free agents who are looking elsewhere, let's go take, you know, like, be, you know, stay here. You know what we're capable of doing and winning a Super Bowl next to getting paid. That's the next thing. Like any player will tell you as as much as everyone wants to get paid top dollar, the next thing is trying to get a Super Bowl. And so if, if, if it's close for you, guys are willing to take a little bit less to go have a chance and do that. And and now the New England Patriots don't have that, so they better get out their wall they better get out their checkbook uh,
1: by the way uh, you mentioned uh Tom Brady uh, just his uh Super Bowl record when he gets there uh you're you're gonna win more often than not um no listen to listen to these stats um over he's won well over seventy percent of his games he's made the playoffs every year, including three Super Bowl appearances and two Super Bowl wins. those are Brady's stats after the age of forty. <laughs> This guys had three Hall of Fame careers. Brady, he said three it, Hall it of is, Fame it
0: careers. It is ridiculous through like the different <laughs> decades, and and now the best part about him is. He's trying to stay relatable, so he's giving out a cell phone number. Yeah, on what the hell is media? that? Like, can, we, can we about, can we
1: talk about can we talk about that at some point? What the hell is he doing, giving out his cell phone number? And by the way, I <laughs> Dude, call shenanigans. My ass, that's his real. He's number. asking
0: for it. I mean, can you imagine the stuff he's going to get? I mean, especially below the waistline, if you know what I mean. Oh, uh, yeah, that's
1: a great point. That is that is a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because that's definitely what we need to talk about here on national radio here on a beautiful Tuesday morning. There he is, a uh, class act uh, through and. Through through Brady Quinn. Uh, all right, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio in for Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage here on FSR. Coming up next, somebody is back. Somebody is back and we might have ourselves a brand new rivalry in the NFL. We'll tell you what it is next here on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Coming up here in uh, about 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. It is a free agent frenzy in the NFL. Uh, we've got some, uh, some late uh, details just coming in on some contracts around the league. We will dive into that here uh, in about 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so Brady Quinn, uh, I don't know if you knew this or not. Uh, but uh, big, big news over the weekend. I mean, oh, huge yeah. news. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the great Drew Brees. I mean, just the wonderful Drew Brees, the the most sincere human being on the earth. Drew Brees uh, announced his retirement, uh, and he did so uh, by his uh, his kids made the announcement on social media. Very, uh, you know, very moving, very touching stuff. <laughs> I,
0: I just love how you couldn't help what? yourself, and you had to bring up this topic so what? quick in today's show. Well, no. Can I I give give our listeners some background info on on why you had to bring up Drew Brees' retirement so early in the show? What's the problem? All right, here's the problem, okay? So for those who haven't listened to our Sunday night show, okay, (laughs) Jonas has been calling for Drew Brees to retire on a Wednesday the past two weeks. (laughs) And the reason is this is because Wednesday tends to be a slow day for news, right? You usually get some sort of <laughs> yes, media right. dump on Friday. That's right. Or, or you get something to kick off the week. But but hump day, for whatever reason, and maybe because people are getting busy, I don't know, but, but it seems like it's a slow news day. And yeah. so Jonas was basically been saying, because he tends to think for whatever reason that Drew Brees is, I don't know, I guess vain, or maybe wants the attention. Eh. He seemed to think that, Drew Brees was going to retire on a Wednesday with yeah. this huge annou- announcement. Maybe there'd be a parade involved yeah. or be flying on top of a blimp. I'm not so sure. Yeah. But instead, he did it in somewhat of a simple manner and had his four kids all wearing his jerseys mm-hmm. make the announcement in his place and post that. I thought it was heartwarming. I thought it was sweet. I was glad to see he got his family involved since that's what the next phase of his life is going to be about. But you want to rag on him, so go ahead and rag no, on no,
1: him. No, man. no, listen, listen. Now, now, first of all, let me address a couple of things here. All right. Uh, I am not saying... Drew, the way he announced his retirement, I thought it was awesome. I really did. Uh, it, it was original. Uh, his kids made the announcement for him. Now, I don't know if it's as original as Marshawn Lynch throwing the tennis shoes on the uh, telephone wire. Uh, you remember yeah. that one, that picture? like That That, w- that was the way to go. Uh, but, uh, Drew, Drew Brees did it his way. And that's fine. It, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. I just, I mean, I would like to, I mean, you know. How
0: a- would you do it, by the way? Like, well, like what would be your signature way of, of, of announcing your retirement?
1: Oh, God. Like, uh, I mean, if I, well, I guess what, what I would, would just be like a microphone
0: over, well, it, a, over no. a
1: power line? Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that's what I would do. Well, there's a couple things you could do. I don't want to talk about it here on the air because I don't want to get fired. Uh, there's a couple okay. things you could do. Uh, but I, I would simply like to point this out. I mean, he dragged it out a long time. I mean, you know, like Phillip Rivers, uh, the body wasn't even cold on the Colts playoff loss to the Bills, and Philip Rivers had already announced his retirement. You know, it felt like Drew Brees, there was a workout video, and then there was some speculation. And so I'm getting my balls broken over the weekend because everyone says, oh, oh, you said it was going to be a Wednesday. He did it on a Sunday, and he did it in the middle of March Madness. Well, no, the only reason he did it last Sunday is because he waited too long. Had he made the announcement this Wednesday, which he wanted to, you know deep down that's what he wanted to do, guess what? He's got to share the spotlight with St. Patrick's Day and NFL Free Agency. He didn't want any part of that. The problem was Dak Prescott hijacked the week before that. Somebody else hijacked the week before that. And so Drew Brees ran out of Wednesday. So don't blame me. All right, don't don't kill the, uh, the conspiracy theorist here who's actually making a little bit of sense. All right, you know, like Drew Brees wanted to retire on a Wednesday because that is the slogan day there's it's not a coincidence that when they release the college football playoff rankings they do it on a tuesday night each year because it's the thing you talk about on wednesday there's nothing else to compete with there's no games no nothing drew Brees wanted to, to, to give the same approach he wanted to try the same thing and he didn't because he waited too long that's on him and i'm not going to be held accountable for it <laughs> period
0: I'm well, sorry. I, I, I will say this. Um, just from transitioning from playing, I mean, literally, I mean, literally, in 2014, when I got released from the Dolphins in training camp, that next weekend I was in a booth in Fort Worth calling, <laughs> calling a college football game. Were you really? Having no clue, no clue what the hell I was doing. The only thing – I I remember I went earlier in that week. I literally got cut on – I think it was a Tuesday or a Wednesday – I immediately flew and I told, by the way, I told Fox when I, had cause I had a deal with Fox before I went to training camp with the dolphins. And so I, and I told him, I called and said, Hey, look, I live down in South Florida. Now this makes too much sense not to, and I'd like to go in and compete and try to get a job. And I was, you know, I was assured an opportunity to compete and go for a job. And then I got there and after the first three days, I didn't get a damn rep. And I was like, Oh geez, <laughs> they, they, they basically brought me in as a camp arm and, and so I was there for the individual drills and a little bit of scout team, and that was it. And so I called back Jacob Ullman, one of the executives with Fox, and I said, Hey, man, you got to save that spot for me. Uh, I, I've never experienced this before, but, but I know how it ends. And so uh, right before I, I thought it was going to happen, I called him and I said, Hey, I'm willing to do a game this next weekend like we originally planned. if you are. He goes, No problem, but I want you to fly. I think I flew down to San Antonio, Texas. To watch Joel Klatt and Tim Brando do a game on a Thursday night. And I just kept watching Joel prepare. He does a tremendous job for us. Uh, calls, our, calls our biggest game on college football. And I kept watching how he handled the cough button and the talk back button to our producer. Because I said, the only thing I want to make sure I, I get right is that nothing gets on air that shouldn't get on air. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to make sure we get that down and then the rest will take care of itself. So... That transition for me was literally over the course of like 72 hours. And I was in a booth. But the one thing I can tell you from doing broadcasting, calling games, because that's what Drew Brees now announced he was going to do. After his kids announced his retirement, so daddy's yeah. going to stay home with them a little bit longer. Yeah. Now he's going to be gone three, four days a week because because he, he's going to South Bend, Indiana. <laughs> he's going to have to, uh, like at least the majority of the time, because you know, the, the NBC crew's not going to call away games. They only call the home games. So he's going to be going there what seven eight times a year to go call a home game, and then he's going for Sunday night football up in Stamford, Connecticut. Uh, in most cases, when they're in studio, so you know it was that was the only. I don't know. It seemed a little bit ironic that he was like, "Yeah, well, you know, I'm having my kids announce it. I'm going to be able to stay, you know, home with them." Uh, newsflash for you: as much traveling, film, and everything else, and meetings you're going to have to do, you're still going to be beholden to an NFL schedule. And you're going to be away from your family for at least three days a week. I can promise you that. So it was interesting how he announced it. But the reality is he's not going to get as much time at home with his kids as he thinks.
1: Yeah, well, although I, I would say this. Um, I mean, you could take the Tony Romo approach in which you just
0: don't prepare for games. I
1: mean, you could do that. Well,
0: I mean, I don't know how good of a golfer he is, but yeah, yeah, that's, I, mean, that, I think that's if, true. if your ultimate goal is trying to make the PGA that, Tour, then yeah, that, you that take it for true. a little while, you work on your golf game the other four days that, you are at home, yeah. never see your family, yeah. and then you just go right into the broadcast booth. Yeah. Ten years later, maybe you're on the senior PGA.
1: It, by the way, I love how they got demoted by CBS. And this is, and, and people can think I'm full of crap on this, but I, I absolutely 100% believe this happened. So, remember when Tony Romo missed a game? He, like, missed an assignment because he was trying to make, uh, he was trying to make the cut in some
0: golf tournament. Yeah, to make, I think he was trying to make the U.S. Open.
1: Yeah. And the next week, him and Nance, the A-team, the A-team at CBS are calling a game at the soccer stadium in Carson, California. I think CBS said, "All right, you want to play this game? You want to play this game, uh, Tony Woods? Watch this. And the big demotion, they had to call a game at an effing soccer stadium the next week, and it was a bad matchup. It was the Chargers and somebody else, and it was an awful game and an awful matchup that the A-team for CBS had no business being at, but I think that was CBS letting them know, hey man, we're not playing this game anymore. And guess what happened to Tony Romo? He's still got a raise it's unbelievable it, it's the greatest magic trick ever pulled in broadcasting so hopefully drew Brees doesn't take that approach and not prep for games and actually takes this serious and if he does to your point it's going to eat up a little bit of time i know your travel schedule and you're calling games it's a pain in the ass plus you got to go to all these uh, little small towns like you were going to remember a couple of years ago you were calling college games and it seemed like every week you and joe davis uh, your game got delayed because there was some lightning <laughs> storm it's, it's unbelievable it, it, i mean legit
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, well, the difference is here, he knows he's always going to South Bend. Like, like calling those games for NBC, that's the nice thing is, he'll fly into Chicago, he can drive from there, or he'll take a little puddle jump over to South Bend. So it won't be quite as difficult. He'll know the team. That takes out a portion of the prep, right? Because you'll know all the players. You're really just kind of looking at the, the previous week's game and then a new opponent. But either way, you know, I'm sure there's some people who are looking at him making this move. And they might be scratching their head, going, "Wait a second, why isn't he doing NFL games right away?" And and it is a valid question because you look at Romo. Romo left playing and immediately jumped into a broadcast booth in the number one spot. Like he didn't he didn't have to necessarily earn his keep. Where yeah. other guys who transitioned at least went to a two or three crew in the NFL side. But that's obviously the, the only thing that's available on NBC right now. Would be the opportunity to call a Notre Dame game, so why not get him some practice? My, my bet is this, all right. And I don't have any sources. This is just speculation. You're going to see Tariko and Breeze in the Sunday Night yeah. Football booth sooner than later. Yes. I, I think I would I would give it a, another year or two, and I think those are those guys are in there in Sunday Night Football,
1: which is going to bum me out. Uh, not because I think Torico's great and, and Drew Breeze is probably going to be great. We're, we're yeah. busting. no, no, I,
0: I know what's going to bum you out. All
1: right. Yeah. Because I miss uh, Chris Collinsworth, my guy. I, I love
0: know. Chris you do the best Chris Collinsworth impression of anyone who does a national radio show on Sunday nights between 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern. You do the best I've heard in that time slot on that specific day, 52 weeks a year.
1: I mean, I got to tell you, I mean, like, look at, like, the way he throws the ball. I mean, golly, I mean, just, oh, oh, what a great, I mean, Peyton Eli Manning, I mean, these guys, I mean, just the way they compete at the highest level, Al, I mean, my Golly.
0: (laughs) That's all he's got. I think that was a pity laugh. That was actually, I, you look. I, I try to keep it real with you. That was your worst impression L- listen, of Chris I, Collinsworth I've look, ever heard.
1: Look, look, the uh, the Bryant Gumble has overtaken the Chris Collinsworth. The Chris Collinsworth impression is dead. It's done. I've been telling you that for two years. But the Bryant Gumble is still legitimate. All right, still okay. legitimate.
0: Yeah, just nothing's you, better but, than your Rob Parker though.
1: But I can, but I can only, but I can only do the uh, Bryant Gumble if you ask me to do it. That's the only thing.
0: Okay. You, you have, cool. you I, I think we're a little bit do. late for the break. So. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's move on to a story in the NFL in which we've got a player returning to his old team. We have the details of the contract, and it isn't quite what it seems. We'll have that so for bad. you next here on Fox Sports Radio. But let's move on to Eddie Garcia with the latest.
0: I can't wait to hear the Jack Collinsworth <laughs> impression. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, by the way, hey, at least at least Jack Callsworth paid his dues, right, Eddie? Of
0: course he did. Oh, of course come he did. On, go. He's good for his age. Give him some I props. Know. I'm kidding.
1: It's a joke. Come on, man.
0: He does corndog that mic though. He holds it a little bit low for me. You know? <laughs> I never noticed that.
1: Uh thank you, Eddie. By the way, uh Brady, I don't know if uh I don't know I don't think you've ever met Eddie Garcia, but he's a diehard Pittsburgh Steeler fan, and he is really on pins and needles right now, waiting to see whether or not they're gonna be bringing back Juju Smith Schuster. Eddie's a big time Juju Smith Schuster guy, and I know uh, Eddie really uh, have been sweating this one out over the past couple of days. What do you like his
0: TikTok videos? I mean, what, what... <laughs> no, I, I, am not. You know, you know, Jonas. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't really need to explain. <laughs> Here's here's the thing. I'll admit this. I listen to you guys every morning on Outkick because I'm usually working out a little bit. Uh, my eldest daughter Sloan will come down and and uh, and interrupt the workout at some point, usually around six thirty. So by this point. Uh, the, the rest of my day gets started with the kids, but I'm usually listening to the show, so I, I, I trust me. I, I know some of Eddie's, uh, some of his favorites. Some it's not. That's why at some point in the show we have to get into Tennessee Titans conversation because oh, yeah. Clay always seems to work that in for the Nashville oh, crowd oh, yeah. since he lives in Nashville.
1: Yeah, that that'll be uh, that'll be worth a discussion. Uh, but if, so we we're all in agreement. Juju's not going back to Pittsburgh, right? We're done here with
0: no, that. Um, no, I
1: He's uh, Brady. Come on. I mean, no, no, I'm day. just
0: saying I, I would, we, I haven't heard much on that front. And so I would say this, I'm not saying it's impossible. I, I am curious to see what offers he'll have out there. I, Cause the other thing is it all depends where, what happens with Kenny Galladay too, right? Like wherever he ends up officially signing, like there was rumors or reports Miami was in the mix for him. He's, he, he's the top free agent wide receiver to me. Juju Smith-Schuster would come after that, but I think he wants to get as much money as possible. And so, you know, I I, look, you're right. I don't think Pittsburgh's the team to offer that because the way they typically structure contracts. But I I do think he's going to sign for a good amount of money.
1: Yeah. And I've heard uh, the Raiders are a team that's a possibility for him as well, too. Um, and then and then also at running back, that's going to be something they address in the draft. Correct. And and I know and I, Buck, I, I was talking to Bucky Brooks about it. And he was saying if he's there, Travis, ATN makes a ton of sense. If if he's there at that right. point when the Steelers right. are picking.
0: Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting. I got to, I got to talk to Travis about a week ago and I, you know, I'll be honest with you. He is a big, thick back. I, I I had not seen him in person like that, and spent some time talking. And, and when I asked him what he was going to run his forty, he kind of went, he kind of said something to me like, "Man, maybe a four three. I was like, "What?" Because <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at him. I mean, he dude, he's got and, massive legs, and he I mean, got bigger, right? Legs. He got bigger since the season, he, correct? Well, and that's the thing is, he looked bigger to me, like, and and not necessarily in a good way. And then I watched his pro day. and I was like, all right. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's just some, some guys are like shredded up like that. But, you know, he still ran a 4-4-0. Like, he looked blazing fast. And you love his film. I love him as a back. I honestly was, like, contemplating, like, do I like him better than Najee Harris? Like, those are the top two running backs. And I think he's more explosive. And so if it's me and I'm drafting as, a, as an NFL team, I'm looking for that first first-round running back – He's probably it to me in this year's draft. So if that's if that's the direction Pittsburgh wants to go, so be it. But I I just think they have so many holes on the offensive line, too. And especially as quick as Ben was getting rid of the football, they've got to figure out a way of protecting him better so he can actually make some throws downfield. They've got speed on the outside, but it seemed like he was reluctant to do it last year. Uh, but no, Etienne is going to be a talented back in the NFL. He, I, his his ability to catch the football and make plays in space is special. So him and Najee Harris can be those two guys. I think go in the first round
1: he's Brady Quinn I'm Jonas Knox in for Clay Travis this is Outkick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio you can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app and we bring it to you live from the Farmers Outkick Studios call one Farmers and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance alright coming up next uh, it is the return a rivalry in the NFL listen I've been trying to pay this tease off for like 15 minutes but unfortunately Brady keeps derailing me into, into inappropriate conversations about other things that I don't think are pertinent to the show and I don't thing you want to listen to but we will Tom finally pay off the telephone number out i, I listen I, I don't even know, like. there's that uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later on all right i don't want to get us fired this early into the show but up next a rivalry in the nfl may have just begun we'll tell you why next year on fsr this is outkick the coverage with clay travis Jameis Winston's one-year deal and the details uh, with the Saints, according to Tom Pelissero of NFL Network and others, it's a $4.5 million signing bonus, $1 million fully guaranteed base salary, up to $7 million in incentives, two voidable years for cap purposes, base value $5.5 million, max $12.5 million. All right. What the hell does that actually mean? You're good at this. Uh, yeah, you've seen these contracts. You've signed these contracts. What the hell is Jameis Winston getting paid this year?
0: Well, he's getting $5 million. Yeah, he's <laughs> getting $4 million in his pocket right now. He'll get $5 million for sure. Now, whether or not he earns any of the rest, it all depends on the incentives. And, and that's that's not necessarily something that's specific to this year, but it's something you're going to see more of this year. and That's increased signing bonuses, like $4 million, for example. It's only $1 million in base salary. And the, and the reason being is typically those amounts are prorated into future years. But for Jameis, since it's only a one-year deal, they actually didn't do that. And so the other ways you increase the value of the contract is you put in incentives that don't necessarily hit the cap. So signing bonus only hits the salary cap if in a one-year deal in that first year. If it's, if it's a three- or four-year deal, it's spread evenly throughout those three or four years to lessen the actual cap hit. So, not necessarily in Jameis Winston's deal, but in other deals, you're seeing teams do that to reduce the cap implications. Now, the incentives, that's only gonna come in hand if he plays. If he starts and he's the guy, he's probably gonna earn a good majority of those incentives. A lot of teams are using that, excuse me, especially on one year deals, to be able to up the value of these contracts. Because they can't do so with their base salary, since the salary cap's going to go down about 18 million from what it was last year. So, it, it, look, in comparison to the Taysom Hill, uh, Taysom Hill deal, it's basically this: it's a legit one-year deal that looks like a one-year deal with some incentives. Taysom Hill's deal is—it's a bit absurd. Now, <laughs> Taysom Hill's going to get paid more than Jameis Winston is this year, but. You know, the four year hundred and forty million, it's all fluff. Okay. They're all they're all voidable years. When you take his contract, for example, and compare it, they're taking the nine million dollars that Taysom Hill's gonna get and they're spreading it over the remaining years of the contract. So it won't hit their salary cap this year, but between the two, Hill will make more this year. They're gonna have a quarterback competition going into training camp or into the offseason. And and then if they want to keep Taysom Hill or not. They basically have the decision to every subsequent year of his deal. So here's the reality. You're going to hear a lot of fluff. You're going to hear a lot of worth up to some huge amount that most of these players are never going to see. And the reason being is this, because the agents want to look good. All right. This time of year is about agents peacocking. Okay. It's about them flapping their feathers out, walking around, saying, look at me, and you're going to see a lot of these worth-up-to deals when the reality is they're really one- or two-year deals. So you know, to the back to the Jameis Winston contract, n- naked it, it's a good jacks. deal and a good opportunity for him.
1: It's like naked jumping jacks. I think you were getting at there. It's like new.
0: Well, jumping yeah, things. yeah. If if yeah. if you're into that, uh, yeah. or it's like peacocking around. Okay,
1: yeah. One yeah. one or the other. Yes, you know, same thing. I mean, you know, tomato tomato. What are we talking well, about here?
0: We, like we've got peacocks on the South Florida. There's like peacocks that just roam around certain neighborhoods, and yeah. so sometimes you know we'll, we'll go take the girls to see them, but every once in a while you'll you'll see like you'll see uh, basically two peacocks flexing on each other. That's... And so they, they, they spread their feathers big, and they kind of walk around at each other. They just look at yeah. each other. <laughs> and I don't know what exactly happens, but eventually one like, is like, well, he, I don't look as good as he does, and then he just walks off. That's you pretty know, much it.
1: It's, it's funny. I saw the same exact thing happen at a trough at Wrigley Field. So, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, it's, it is uh, funny how that, uh, how that turned out. I,
0: know, I've, just, I've heard there's a lot man. of peacocking going on at
1: this at <laughs> listen, field. Listen, I, listen I, I'm just here uh, to try and be as relatable as possible. All right, man, I, I could sit here and talk the all-22s and some of these contracts with you, but I'm just trying to be the common man. That's what I want to do, Brady Quinn. That's all I'm trying to do here.
0: Yeah, well, you're very common. If that's very,
1: right. Thank you very much. Actually below average in some areas, to be honest. Oh, oh, oh,
0: O'Reilly.